Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. It's okay, we're going to be doing Feed the Streets in other places, and people will be able to come. Y'all going to start coming in from all over the world to serve the kingdom. I trust that. So that'll be another opportunity. Thank you for giving, because that's what allows us to get it done. Thank you. And she was part of their group that was involved in chapel. And she was just sitting there and we were just talking and I was, we were asking her questions. Um, and she was like, you know, we were just talking about how she maintained in college. How was she able to overcome in college? And she just started talking to them about her strategies. She just started sharing with them about her daily process. And then one of the things that, and she, it was so powerful. She was like, I don't care what nobody else think about me as long as I know what Jesus thinks about me, right? And so she's just sharing with them the transition in the college. She was explaining to me, she said, it is so dark where I am, but she knows that God called her to be a light. And then I was just sitting there listening. I'm like absorbing, Josiah's listening, the kids listen. And then she gets to one of my favorite parts. And their spiritual direct life director knows how I feel about this and looked over at me. And she said, oh, and I speak over myself every day. 
She said, I speak over myself. It's not enough for me to speak over you. It's not enough for me to declare over you. My God. So when the spirit of the Lord is saying prophesy over your house at any other time, this ought to be when you should be typing. At any other time, this is when your mouth should be open. This is when your mouth, this is when your mouth should be open. And if you don't have a word to speak over your house, speak the word of the Lord over your house. What does the word say about your house? What does the word say about your day? This should become your norm. You should be declaring and speaking what the word says about your house. She said, I declare. And as soon as she said that, my whole face lit up and Josiah looked looked at me because I have been training them to speak and declare over themselves every day. And I was like, thank you, Piper, for sealing what I know. Come on now. Thank you for sealing what I know. You have got to begin to declare and speak over your house. See, we take this part of the day. Oh, it's okay. Like it's not necessary. Baby, it's necessary. It's going to better your performance. It's necessary because you're declaring what the word of God says. It's necessary because the word of God says by every word, you're going to be judged by every careless word you say. My God. Yeah, you're going to be judged by every careless word you say. So I don't want to speak careless words over my house. I don't want to speak careless. And I don't want to speak over my house. We, this, we'll get momentum and then we stop confessing and we stop declaring. Well, LMJ. My house doesn't look like this. It doesn't matter what your house looks like. It doesn't matter what's going on in your house. You put the word of the Lord in your mouth and begin to declare over your house. My God, you begin to say what the Lord says. My sons and daughters will prophesy. You get a word in your mouth. And if you don't get a, you don't have the word in your mouth, my God, this tells me you need to spend more time in med meditation. If it's difficult, come on, y'all, for you to declare the word of the Lord over your house. If you can't figure out what the word says of your house, this tells me you need to spend more time in meditation because you got to know what the word says about you. You got to know, my God, my sons and daughters will prophesy. My children will prophesy. My children will, well, there's something. Can I share something with you? There is something, um, there is something. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There is something my children and I get up and say, Every morning, this is what I confess with them. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We will enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We will enter into his courts with praise. Come on. The Lord thy God made us the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, lenders and not borrowers. We are redeemed from the curse of the law. No sickness, no disease, no plague shall come near our dwelling. We will preach the gospel because that's what we were called to do of Jesus Christ throughout the world. My God, we will honor and obey the Lord thy God. We will honor and obey our parents and our teachers. Come on now. Satan is under our feet. He is defeated. That's how we talk to ourselves every day. You got to get in the rhythm of declaring the word of God over your house. I don't know why we get weak in that area. I don't know why we shrink in that area. But you got to say what the word says. We speak that word. Over our house every day. My children speak that word over them every day. And then they start to declare who they are. I wrote out, I gave, I gave them their name. And then the Lord showed me in the spirit who they were. So they stand up every day and say, I am priest. I am prophet. I am creative. My God, I am king. I am warrior. My God, I have the strength of the Lord. They declare that over their lives every day. That needs to become your norm, baby. It ought to be your norm. If you talk any other kind of way, it ought to become your norm to speak like kingdom. It ought to be, see, you're not going to start acting like kingdom until kingdom gets in your heart. Well, how does to get in my heart. I'm meditating it in my words and I'm speaking it out my mouth. Some of us have spoke so negative for so long. We don't even know how to declare over our house. We don't even know how to speak over our house. Somebody told us it was not necessary and it was like, you are the prophet. Oh, Jesus. You are the prophet of me. I ain't no prophet that in my gift. You got to get outside of what I'm saying. You can prophesy. You can prophesy over your house. You can declare what the word says. Come on. My God. My God. You can prophesy over your house. You can 
speak over your house. My God, you can say all things over your house. You can use a word. Come on now. You can use a word over your house. Come on now. We spoke... 2 Peter 1 and 21. For the prophecy came not in old time, but by the will of man. But holy men of God spake or spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. My God, can I tell you what's been happening? Father, break that fire rain down on us right now to burn up the chaff, to burn up the listlessness, to burn up the complacency in us, Lord God. Let your holy consuming fire burn up the things in us that have, have been keeping us from walking in your momentum, that have kept us from declaring your word, that have kept us from shrinking back, Lord God. Help us to prophesy, to speak and declare the word of the Lord over your own house. Your own house. St. Peter 1 and 2. It says, but holy men of God spoke as if they were moved by the Holy Ghost. It is time for you to start speaking as if you are moved by the Holy Ghost. My God, you need to speak. We're not supposed to speak because we moved according to the situation. It's time for you to speak. Oh, my God. Can you put that in your notes? I got to speak as if I'm moved by the Holy Ghost. I got to let the Holy Spirit speak to me. I got to stop saying what this world is saying. And I got to begin to declare, my God, what the Word says. I got to begin to speak as the Word speaks. I got to change my words. I got to change my words. I got to change my words. It doesn't matter what the circumstance says. It doesn't matter what the situation says. The Acts tells us in the last days, come on now, sons and daughters, come on now, in the last days, we thought that was, uh, we thought that was just about our kids. That's not just about your kids. You are the son and the daughter of the most high king. It says, this is what he said. This is what was spoken. Come on, Holy Spirit. Start up the gift. Acts 2 and 17. He says, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I'm going to pour my spirit out on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my men's servant and my maid servant, I will pour out my spirits in that day, and they will prophesy. You ought to desire. Lord, let me become the prophet of my house. Woo! Let me become the prophet of my house, Lord God. Let me start acting like the prophet of my house. Let me stop speaking to negativity. Let me stop speaking to depression. Let me stop speaking to anxiety. Let me stop speaking to worry. Let me become the prophet over my house. This is what's supposed to be spoken over my house. Give me a treasury of scripture, Holy Spirit. Ooh, come on now. Give me a treasury of scripture, Holy Spirit. My God, give me a treasury of scripture, Holy Spirit, so that I can speak the word of the Lord. I can speak the word of the Lord. Lord, I thank you. Can I tell you what happens as you speak the word of the Lord? As you believe, you're not just speaking, but you're believing. Oh, you're not just speaking, you're believing. As you begin to speak and meditate, come on, Holy Spirit, let's rain down today. As you begin to speak, meditate, and mutter, my God, the word that becomes meditation in your heart. Your soul is getting renewed and your spirit is coming alive saying, this is it. This is it. This is what it looks like to live in kingdom. This is what it acts like when it looks in, in kingdom. Come on now. The mountains of the Lord, as you speak, oh my God, the word of the Lord will become established in your house. Ooh. The word of the Lord becomes established in your house. The word of the Lord becomes the truth in your house. The word of the Lord will be exalted above all nations. Isaiah 2 and 2. It shall come to pass in the last day that the mountains of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above all the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. When I start acting like God, woo, God will become erected in my life. When I start acting like God, God will become erected in my life. But I'm not just acting like God. I'm starting to believe. You have to start to believe. If you're going to chase everything else, you might as well chase the word. Oh, my God. If you're 
if you're gonna chase everything else, you might as well check you might as well chase the word. If you gonna Google everything, my God, think about it from this point. When you got a symptom or something that comes up in your body, we start, what? We're gonna look, we're gonna start looking. This does. Okay, I got five, I got five little scratches on my right leg. It looks a little green. If you gonna search everything else out, MedMD and everything else out, you might as well start spending time searching out what the word says. If you gonna YouTube something, YouTube the word of God. It's time for you to become the prophet over your own life. It's time you time for you to come prophet. You gonna Google and research everything else? Come on now. Well, why don't we WebMD the word? We need scripture MD. You need the word of God in your mouth. My God, you need the word of God. My God, in your mouth. That's where that's how we're supposed to be thinking. That's how we're supposed to be acting. But instead, usually when we get a failing report, we don't search the word. Oh Lord. Help us not to run the people. Help us not to run the Google. Help us not to run to the web, Lord God. Help us to run to you. Ephesians 5 and 19. My God, this is what he says. Oh, let me back it up. Thank you, Lord. To the 18th verse. Come on, Father. I thank you for the fire of God. Stirring something, us helping us. He says, therefore, do not be. Oh, let me go back. Hold on. 17. Oh, my God. 16. Come on. Let me go back. Oh, my God. It says, pay, it says children of the light. Woo! Hold on, y'all. Oh, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Children of the light. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> that's you. That's, that's you. That, that's you. That's you. That's, that's you. Woo! Say, that's me. Children of the light. That's you. That's, you're not children of the darkness. Your children are the light. Children are the light. That's that's you. You're a child of light. I don't care how dark you've been. You're I'm a child of the light. You are a child of the light. I don't care how dark you've been. I don't care how confused. I don't care how messed up you were last night. Baby, you're a children of light. Say that's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. They're speaking to you right now. You gotta take ownership. Children of the light. It says, pay a careful attention. Pay careful attention. Holy Spirit, you're going to chop some stuff down today. Thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for plucking us and pulling us up. Thank you for not allowing us to remain the same. Thank you, Father God, for teaching us how to be imitators of God. That's what it says. I'm going to back it up. I'm going to get in this fifth verse. Come on. That's all I need this morning. Therefore, become imitators of God. Ooh, say, I got to imitate God. Come on now. Say, I got to imitate God. Therefore, become imitators of God. Say, I have to imitate God. I'm not here to duplicate or imitate anybody else. Ooh, that's why you got to be careful when you be like, oh, that person is my hero. You here to imitate God. You here to follow, follow in the example of God. And you got to make sure the person that becomes your hero, the person that becomes your example is imitating God. Ooh. My God, that they look like God, that they sound like God, that they have access to God, that they understand who they are. Come on now. That's it. I said, God, I got to imitate God. I got to imitate God. In the message Bible, part of the Bible, this says, wake up from your sleep. I'm gone. <laughs> wake up from your sleep. Wake up from your sleep. You got to wake up from your sleep. That's what he says. He said, oh, my God. He says, therefore, become imitators of God. I got to imitate God. Well, the only way that I'm going to be able to imitate, right? What does it mean to imitate? Come on, y'all. Oh, my God. I thank you for your word today. I thank you for your word today. Imitate means I take or follow as a model. I am to take and follow God. Ooh, I am not to take and follow this world. That's why Romans 12, 1 and 2, Paul says, be not conformed. Can I tell you something? Religion can be the things of this world. Ooh. He says, be not conformed. So when I'm uncomfortable to confess the word, oh, I'm uncomfortable confessing the word of God. I'm uncomfortable speaking the word of God like that. Religion. Ooh. 
Come on, y'all. Get what I'm saying this morning. Religious overtures. Sadducees, Pharisees were religious all the time. Come on, y'all. Religion can have me conformed as well because I can be conformed to religion but not conformed to Christ. Ooh, I can be conformed to a church, but a particular church location, but not be conformed to Christ. God, can I tell you something? Can I tell you what I've really been struggling with personally lately? How people say they love God but mistreat people. I had to pause for a second because I had to make sure that's not me. How people say they love God but mistreat people when the scripture says clearly, God said, ain't no way you love me that you ain't never seen me. Woo! Ain't no way that you love me and you ain't never ever seen me. But you have a difficult time really loving the people. I'm having a, like right now my spirit is grieved by folks in church and folks I'm running to who say they love God but mistreat people and don't even seek the face of God to see if they mistreat people. There is no way you love God and mistreat people. There is, there, it don't add up. And I'm saying you, so I got to get revelation. What does it mean if I'm mistreating people? How? 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 Everything in the kingdom is built on love. My God, everything on the, your brashness, your inconsideration. You, we were right. Jojo was telling me that he said, Mama, is this what noonday traffic looks like? I was driving and people were shaking their fists and all this other stuff. I said, I said, I said because we, the revelation of God's love is not in us. If we, I, I made a post the other day and it said, take one. I said, take one. I'm here to serve. I'm here to love. Lord, forgive me for the times that I have not been in position and place of your people. Forgive me for mistreating your people. Forgive me for any time I've talked about your people. Forgive me for any space in which I have not operated as Christ and I've allowed my flesh. There is absolutely no way. There's no way, there's no way you got the love of God in you and you mistreat people. There's no, none. You're not imitating. God is love. God is selfless. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave a symbol of those who follow God. You are a liberal, gracious giver. That's of your time, that's of your talents, and that's of your resources. When you find yourself withholding yourself from things that God tells you to do, then that is an issue inside of you. That is not the love of God. That is your flesh. And we have to be careful in this season when people keep... There's nothing wrong with self-care. But when self-care turns into isolation and selfishness, it is unhealthy and it is not kingdom. The Word of God says... Any man that lays his life down for his brothers and sisters. Ooh, I've been laying my life down for people all my life and ain't nobody laid their life down for me. Stop looking. You ain't that, That's the whole problem. You're supposed to be laying your life down. You ain't supposed to be looking to see who laying their life down for you. Ooh, Jesus already laid down their life for you. Your season and your turn will come next. My God. My God. My God. I thank you for this word. My friends, to lay down their life, it's a, it's a passion. It's a passion inside of me about how to really love people correctly. Not how, because most of us love out of our pain. Most of us love from our issues. Most of us love from our insecurities. The scripture says, what is the highest and greatest commandment? Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. So I've got to spend time learning how to love God with all my heart. So then I can turn around and love myself correctly. Love your neighbor as yourself. So then I can turn around and love, learn to love myself correctly. So that I can learn how to love God's people. It is, um, it is um, careless of us to not understand the love of God. That is a careless ministry that is a careless relationship my no i gotta say this is why i in my in my singleness i have focused come on now i have really focused on loving me and loving god so i can properly love others
Because our pain, our hurt, our disappointments, all of those other things will skew our perspective. And we will love with limits. And God does not love with limits if we're going to imitate God. John 15, 13, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he laid his down, down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. Woo! You are my friends if you do what I command you. Oh my God. Well, I, you, if you do what I command you, my friends, so that's, there's no other way. There's no, there's no, there's no other way. There's no other way. So let me get back here. Fifth, fifth, fifth chapter. My God, I'm so, my God, I'm over. I'm over this worldly perspective of love. I'm over this love. If we will all get in position and love each other, that will be such a united flow in the kingdom. But the enemy keeps us skeptic. The enemy keeps us, and I've been guilty. I've been guilty. The enemy keeps us suspicious. We can meet a person. This person is really supposed to become a part of our life, right? But because of pain, or we're supposed to be connected to this person in some capacity. Because of pain, because of insecurity, because of fear, because of all these different things, we will not properly receive the person. And if we experience this kind of love, because we've never experienced this kind of love, we'll try to sabotage it. The enemy will put us in a position to sabotage the relationship instead of flowing in the relationship. I ain't never, ever seen uh, all the, uh, can I just say this? I'm not speaking against anybody. When I say all, I'm including me. All these saved, sanctified, filled folks that's supposed to be walking in discernment, but afraid to be in relationship with people. Afraid to experience relationship. Ex afraid to you. It's not you not trusting people. You're not trusting God. Afraid to love without boundaries. Afraid to we don't we. I'm going to reserve and hold this amount of love here because ain't nobody ever going to hurt me again. Baby, that's fear. <laughs> Baby, that's fear. That's like, well, the, the, the uh, scripture says too many friends, company. That ain't got nothing to do with the way you love. That ain't got nothing to do with the way you love. And if you so holy and so sanctified and so set apart and got discernment and somebody comes in your surroundings, if your discernment is up, your discernment going to tell you not to attach to that person. But your fear, but your worry, but your anxiety. This, well, what if they mistreat you? Jesus said do good to those that mistreat you. Jesus said, I don't, the world tells you opposite. Jesus tells you when somebody, it, it, I don't, there's nothing in the Bible that tells you to mistreat somebody. Not one time did he ever tell you. He said, I need you to do good. I need you to bless those. Do good to those that hate you. He said, but I say unto you, Matthew 5 and 44, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. He didn't tell you all this plot and plan and get back and all this posting and jugging at somebody and cutting somebody down. That is the enemy working in you. That is not the law of love. That is not. Nah, love. Let me tell you this. I, I'm just telling you. The, the love, like go be loved today. Love is the core. Like I have a whole different value system of love. And one time I was upset with somebody. I'm just going to be real. That I was really upset. I told y'all for a year and a half, the Lord had me study love. Thank you for reminding me this, Lord God. Thank you for pushing me even out of my comfort zone. Thank you this morning, Lord God, for healing. Still the tender places in my heart. I will no longer allow anxiety, fear, or worry to speak, speak to my heart. One day, one day, my uh, one of my friends called me. That's why you need iron sharpened iron. And she said to me, she said, I need to remind you something. The thing that I know about you is you are a pure essence of love. Do not let what somebody did to you make you withdraw who you are. You are one of the most loving people I know. Do not let one bad experience 
pull you into a space where you don't love people like you know you. She said, I never experienced somebody love this pure. That is who God called you to be. Do not put your love on the shelf because of a bad experience. And I was beginning to put my love on the shelf because of a bad experience. That is not in the word. That is not. Well, I got to protect myself. I don't have to protect myself. I need to trust and obey God. I need to act like what God and imitate God and get out my own self. Romans says, recompense no evil for evil. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. Let's see. So, five, go back. We were talking about confessing out your mouth. So, therefore, become imitators of God, copy Him, and follow His example. As well, beloved children, imitate their Father. And do not confuse love with these misconceived actions that we have been stewarding over. Thank you, Holy Spirit. What do I mean by misconceived actions? When I enable you, it does not mean I love you. This is why it is so important for us to spend time getting to know the Father and stop rushing in relationships and getting to know the people that we are assigned to. We do not spend enough time getting to know the people that God has assigned to. We don't spend enough time getting to understand how they function. We don't spend enough time getting to understand their past experiences. We don't spend enough time getting to understand the person. Most of us spend time in conversations talking about ourselves. What we like, what we, we don't spend enough time getting to understand the person so that we can realize and understand how to properly love. You cannot generally comp all people into the same category and expect your relationship to be effective with that person. I got a, I got a team of people around me. I have to talk to every last one of them differently. I have a team of people. I do not respond to all of them the same. All of them have different needs. All of them have different ways and patterns they think. I talk to one one way. I talk to another another way. I talk to another because I've learned. People are like, okay, that's love language. This is deeper than the five love languages. <laughs> five love languages is only a part of it, right? Well, if I'm going to imitate God, then copy him, follow his example as well, beloved children, Imitate their father. Let me give you the second verse. Then that means I have to slow down. Even with my children, even with my adult children, I have got to spend more time understanding where they are in this season in their life. What do they believe? And when their beliefs don't agree with my beliefs, this is not the space for me to come in and become critical. When their beliefs that don't don't allow in my beliefs, it's different. So I have to learn how to love based on needs. I have to learn to love based on personalities. We don't even get to know the personality of the person. Even if a personality is skewed, I got some strange friends. I must draw strange people, right? Well, the Lord reminded me, we are peculiar type people. So now, instead of me judging the peculiarity of a person, I'm allowing the Holy Spirit, speak to me about your son. Speak to me about your daughter. Tell me what's going on with them. How do I love them in this season? How do I help them in this season? Right? He says, therefore, become imitators of God. Copy him. Follow him as example. As well-beloved children, imitate their father. The flesh loves for us to rush relationships. The flesh loves for us not to steward. The flesh loves for us to be presumptuous. And the flesh loves for us to assume. This is what it says. He says, and walk continually in love. <laughs> Therefore, become imitators of God. Copy him and follow his example. I started out by giving you this so that you could begin to speak as God speaks. And then here the Holy Spirit said, no, we're going to focus on how to love each other. I love how he deals with me. He says, and walk continually in love. That is value one another. Practice empathy. Ooh, come on, can I just give you this and then we're gone. Practice empathy. 
Let's go on. Get your little notes. Come on. Practice em empathy. That's the first part of showing love. Practice empathy. <laughs> he said, first of all, continually. Come on. I'm just going to break this down this morning. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit have his way. But I still want you to speak like God speaks. When we walk continually, we walk repeatedly and frequently. See, <laughs> let me say that one more time. When we walk continually, let's break down continually. We walk repeatedly and frequently in the same way. Love becomes regular for us. Ooh! Ooh! Thank you, Lord. Thank you for removing our skewed perspective of love continually, repeatedly, frequently, in the same way, regularly. Ooh! Continually, repeatedly, frequently, in the same way, regularly. So when he says here, he said, he says, be therefore become imitators of God, copy, follow him, as well beloved children, and, and walk continually. Let me say it one more time. Repeatedly, frequently, in the same way, regularly. It's, it's a norm for you to walk like this. It's a norm for you to act like this. Uh, can you say it again, Julia? It is normal to experience love in the kingdom. I am sorry for people who have not properly loved you. I am sorry for parents who have had skewed perspective of love. I am sorry. I am so I'm sorry for the things I said. I'm sorry for not even under having an understanding of God's love. Walking continually, repeatedly, frequently in the same way. Ooh! Regularly. It's regular for you to love. Come on, y'all. It's regular for you to love. Love is a regular, normal behavior. Oh, my God. Can somebody say that? Love is a normal, regular behavior. It's normal to love. Come on, now. Let me give you a little more. And it says here, it says, walk continually in love. So I'm walking continually in love. I'm walking repeatedly. I'm walking frequently and I'm walking in the same way. This is a regular, this is regular to the kingdom. This is regular to what? This is normal, regular behavior. My God. So if I'm acting outside of, outside of love, then that's abnormal. Why? Because God is love. So he says, value one another. Value one another. <laughs> that's what he says. If I'm loving, if I'm, if I'm walking continually in love, then the first thing that I go, I'm going to do is I'm going to value you. Oh, my God. I'm going to value your time. <laughs> I'm going to value you. I'm going to have a sign value. Come on, y'all. I'm going to have a sign value to you. Part of the problem is most of us have not assigned value to people. Because if I assign value to you, woo, if I understood the gifts you were, if I understood your time, if I understood how important you were to the kingdom, if I understood how much God loved you and valued you, I treat you different. When I value you, I regard you and I hold you to what you deserve. When I value you, I hold you in importance. When I value you, I hold you in worth. When I value, I hold you use of something. The problem is here, most of us value people based on our scales and rating. But the value of another person's life, come on now, is supposed to be based on their worth to God, not what we feel like they're worth. So I'm gonna value you. I'm gonna value, I'm gonna val I'm gonna value you. Well, if I don't have a value of myself, then it's gonna be probably difficult for me to value you. If I don't have a value of myself, if I don't, this is why it is so important for all of us folks. <laughs> This, listen to me. This is why it's so important for all of us folks to get into a more intimate relationship with the Father so that we can value ourselves so then we can turn around and value others. We will have a difficult time valuing others, being 
being walking in love continuously with others when there is a breach in our relationship with God and we really don't understand our value. Like we really don't understand our value with God. That's it. That's all I can give you today. <laughs> That's enough for you to chew on. I hear the Holy Spirit telling me to stop. I want to say so much more, but I cannot. Ooh. This love thing is deep. Imitating God is deep. <laughs> Imitating God is deep. This love thing is deep. It's deeper than you imagine. I promise you it is. God keeps, anytime I start getting pulled away from how he's called me to love, he just keeps centering me back saying, no, you understand. When God gives a revelation, he'll give it to a person. Remember I told you, he'll give it to a prophet, he'll give it to a priest, he'll give it to a preacher, he'll put it in a book, right? Love, love without walls, love without hindrances. Like he's been teaching me, love, love that's not toxic. Right? We've been, most of us walk, no, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. So he's giving me such a depth of revelation of us. So anytime I start seeing people who say love, they love the Lord, the God, and all this other stuff, I'm like, you, you can't. <laughs> your interaction with people really depicts how you love like God. Am I compassionate? Do I find value? Do I find empathy in this person? Like your 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 level to give. Well, I don't want nobody using me up. You think God finna let your seeds be? Do you? Let me tell you something. My grandmother was one of the most kindest, forgiving people I know. She was, and I remember one day um, somebody was on her. Like somebody was on her about letting her letting her take somebody um, advantage of her. And she and I were sitting and talking. She said, they think I let people take advantage of me. She said, but I don't let people take advantage of me. She said, God will deal with them if they take advantage of me. She said, God will, God will deal with them. If they're taking advantage of me, God will deal with them. My job and assignment is to love, to cover in prayer. And I couldn't, like I couldn't, my grandmother always, people would do stuff to her. And my grandmother would just be loving, kind, and accept that person back with no issue. She told me, she said, people think I let people take advantage of me. And she said, so when we think people take advantage of us, guess what happens? Our heart, I have so much I could teach on love, I promise y'all. Oh my God. Uh, guess what happens? Our hearts our hearts get hardened when we think people are taking advantage of us and we let our heart get hardened in the area of love and then when we don't understand that the whole kingdom is built on love kingdom cannot properly flow through us so kingdom only flows through us at a certain certain level Kingdom only flows through us because the whole kingdom, the whole, the word of God, all the laws, all the prophets, all of that stuff only works through love. When you got a love walk issue, it blocks kingdom from flowing in your life at the capacity that it's supposed to flow. So we'll think God ain't answering prayers, but really the root of all problems is love. Got a money issue? Root of the problem is you love money. <laughs> you materialistic. I'm just being saying. Got other problems and issues with other people? Probably the root in the problem is your love wall. Every, I, can I can take any problem in your life and reduce it to love. I can, ta I can take any I, I can take any problem in your life and take it back to your, I can take it back to your love wall. I can take it back to where you are and we can reduce any issue in your life and take it back to love. I, I promise you we can. How love is not operating somewhere in your life. Let's get our confession in. I can take it. I would get you, you, if you pause for a second, a lot of the root of the issues that you have with people have to do with your love wall, not theirs. Your love walk. Not theirs. Your love walk. You're not responsible for their love walk. You're only responsible for your love walk. So I can reduce any problem that you're having back to your love walk. Back to whether or not you love God with all your heart. Okay, let me give you this. And we out. One time I was in a situation. <laughs> okay? I was in a situation and I was... Uh, 
I had dated somebody, right? And this was a while, somebody said a while ago. I had dated somebody and I really thought this was the person that God was, this was going to be my redemption story. This was going to be the person that I spent the rest of my life with. I didn't, can I say this? Do you want me to share this? Really? I did not pause to really evaluate um, this person. I didn't. I really didn't pause to evaluate what God was saying. I did not slow down. My heart was still hurting. Um, I was, I love being married. Let me say this. Like I love being married because it's biblical. God, God, it's God's intent for us, right? Now I'm not saying he didn't call some of us to be single. He did. But those of that, that's God's intent for us. And so in that, one, in my desire, and this is a few years ago, in my, several years ago, I can say that now, in my desire to be married, my perspective and my vision was skewed, right? Well, after we dated, um, after our kids fell in love with each other and I thought this was going to be it, I thought this was going to be it, then we broke up, right? Um, after we broke up, I was really grieving this relationship. One of my friends called me and said something to me, and I was so mad at him, but it shook something in me. He said, if this relationship took you to such a dark place that you're in, he said, then you're not where you are and where you think you are in Christ. He said, because there is no way this relationship should have took, if you love God with all your heart like you say you love God with all your heart, there is no way that this relationship should have took you this into this dark of a place. So I had to begin begin to reevaluate my love for the Father, not my love for the person. I had to begin to reevaluate my love for the Father, because if it was taking me to this place, my affection, my attention was not set on things above. My attention was not set on the Father. My, my attention was set on the relationship. And what I thought the value of the relationship, y'all, I'm telling y'all to mention some stuff. What I thought the value of the relationship was supposed to add to me. So since my attention was set on that the value of relationship, even when my late husband made his transition, I remember my therapist saying, because I was really in a much better healthy place, and I did not heed the warning she gave me. She said, do not let anybody take you take you into a space when you've already begun to do the work on yourself. So unfortunately, I didn't hear what she was saying. She said, you've already begun to do the work on yourself. Don't let nobody take you to a space of how they feel like you should be grieved. Well, she said, because you already knew, you already knew this was happening. You already knew this was going to happen. We've already been working through this. Don't let nobody take you to a space to say, this is how you're supposed to grieve. Again, I had to come back into the position of reminding myself, if I'm really loving God with all my heart, then my grief is going to look differently. It is. I'm not saying the stages of grief not real. I'm not saying the psychological things was, is not real. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying any of that. But I'm saying the love of the Father, right? Uh, the love of the Father, the love of the Father changes all that. 1 John 14 and 18. There is no fear in love, but the perfect love drives out all fear. Because fear involves punishment. The one who fears has not been perfected in love. Woo! We love because he first loved us. And then it goes into the scripture. If anyone says, I love God, but hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Those things begin to change my perspective. So instead of trying to fix myself, I begin to focus on whether or not the love of the Father was my focus. Let's do our confessions. I live by faith. I walk by faith and not by sight. My faith grows exceedingly. I take the shield of faith. I quench every fiery dart of the wicked. I am not weak in faith. I am strong in faith. Through the faith, I inherit the promises. Come on. No one or nothing has dominion over my faith. Woo, thank you, Lord. I stand in faith. God rewards my faith because I diligently seek my God. My faith is in the power of God. 
I have the spirit of faith. I abound in faith. I'm grounded and settled in faith. I'm established in faith. The Lord delivered my family from all our fears. The Lord has delivered my family from the hand of the wicked. The Lord has delivered my family um, from the depths of the grave. By faith, the Lord turns towards my family and delivers us because of his unfailing love. By faith, my family is whole, healed, healthy, and wealthy. In the name of Jesus, faith is my precedent. Shout, it is done. Woo, faith is my precedent. So I hope you make your confessions today. I hope you begin to consistently speak over your house. And I hope that we begin to imitate the Father in love. If we will begin to imitate the Father in love, we will begin to see things happen in our family, in our lives like never before. Um, do me a favor. Um, if the Lord places it on your heart to sow a seed to give to this ministry, go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, and give there or cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. Do not withhold your seed or your giving when you feel the pressure. I was, uh, can I share this? I was riding yesterday, and Judah was, that we were listening to Caleb Radio, and Judah was like, they have a giving campaign. He's like, Mom, we need to give. We need to become a monthly partner. And I was like, I'm praying, and I waited for a little bit, and then I kept feeling the pressure inside of me. And she was like, Mom, we need, we love Caleb. We spend a lot of time on here. Um, Caleb feeds us. We need to become a monthly partner. And so I waited just a few longer, and then I'm driving. I'm like, okay, just do the, let's get the information in. When you feel that prompting, that's the Lord. Don't don't hinder that. Let let the Lord speak to you about your giving. You will always be blessed in return. So if the Lord places it in your heart to give, Lakeisha and Johnson. Give there. You're helping to continue to get the gospel throughout the world. Cash app us. Um, give there. Also, um, if, here's my biggest thing. Um, it's not a pitch. Here's my biggest truth. If you've not accepted Jesus Christ, there is no greater love than you accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Right? You're not with. Let me say this too. I feel this in my spirit. You're not withholding from man. You're withholding from God. So just obey God in that area. Thank you, thank you, and I hope that helps your heart and your giving when you feel led to give, but your flesh is telling you don't give. Um, and, uh, and he was, and Judah was right. He was like, "Mom, we we partake from them all the time. We need to give to them. We need to give back." So I'm like, "Yes, thank you for that, Judah." And it convicted me, and we became partners. Okay, now. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is where you're going to get the utmost love. I need you to repeat after me. That prompting in your heart, that's Jesus. It, don't try to figure it out. Don't try to work it all out. Right? Don't try to walk it out. Here it goes. Dear Jesus, hmm, I'm asking you to, I'm in need of a Savior. I'm asking you to come into my life to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus for saving me. Ooh, my God, if you prayed that prayer of faith, welcome to the kingdom, and then send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. Ladies, I will see you in prayer at 7 o'clock. I'm so grateful for the word today. Confess like God and love like God. Confess like God and love like God. Speak the word like God. Can I just give you a little thing? If you start speaking the word of God in your unforeseen circumstance and situation you'll begin to act like God Woo! God didn't say anything other than what he wanted to see God didn't say anything other than what he wanted to see he didn't so if you become like God in that manner guess what you're gonna to begin to transform your house and and your whole household go share the video today Father God I thank you for your word I thank you for your people ah she no 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 May love and favor abound over your lives. May love and favor abound over your lives. Let me say it one more time. May love and favor abound, abound, stick to your lives. That's it. In Jesus' name, amen. See y'all back in the morning. See some of y'all at seven. Love. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.